Well, welcome to another Creo Collective podcast, creating together with my friend. This is the illustrious Mike Gerald. I am Jeff Pankratz. How you doing, Michael? <laughs> illustrious. I like it. I'm good. <laughs> How are you, bud? Oh, man. We're going to talk about that. We just had, for you guys that are listening, Mike and I, um, we can't really pull any punches today, Mike, right? It's been a rough, rough uh, couple days. We, uh, and I'll just, I'll just jump right in because, um, you know, it's not like you don't just banter about this. You know, this is something pretty, pretty serious and close to our, to our hearts. Uh, one of our friends, and we want to dedicate this episode to him and his family. One of, one of my good friends here in Minnesota that we create together, uh, for Jesus's kingdom. He's a counselor. He did a family and friend kind of a family practice, family counseling practice. Jed Jerchenko, one of my close friends, passed away yesterday. So we are, just to be honest to you and to our listeners, uh, reeling and thought about, you know, as we talk about brotherly love today, thought about maybe we don't do this, maybe we just, you know, kind of stop and just, you know, whatever, reflect and meditate. But I think it's important that we're talking about this, Mike, today. Yeah. Well. It's uh it's a it's a very sad and hard thing and I it's okay to hurt and mm-hmm. to to feel pain and to weep together and um not carry the burden alone. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to we want to be able to you know as best as possible like Mike said. Mike Mike I love how you said not carrying that alone. We feel like Creo is more of a family than anything um, of practitioners for new expressions of the church and the gospel. And so if we're going to be really honest, when one of our family members goes down, um, you know, that that impacts us. And so we just don't want to hide behind a podcast to not talk about it, um, but beyond being honest about what we're processing and and so thank you so much for tuning in everybody and just kind of being patient with this episode it's going to be pretty sensitive of course mike just because we're still reeling and thinking and jesus is processing and grieving with us as we go here but i know that this is going to be a really special special episode we're talking about romans 12 10 the one another's we've been walking through mike right romans 12 10 love one another with a brotherly affection and outdo one another in showing honor. A couple other translations Mike talk about like um, love each other with a brotherly love and and um, whatever translation you choose. So I'm, I'm really excited just to share some Jed stories, share a little bit about uh, why that's important. And we just got done talking for like a half an hour, like Mike, about what are you actually doing with your time when our time is so limited with each other on this globe right yeah man and you know like we we're sort of processing together we we don't we don't know we say give us our daily bread and today is the day that the lord has made and james talks about life as a vapor and i i think we know that intellectually or theoretically but when suddenly someone who with no warning is gone, it causes you to go, 
shoot, man, like what, what actually matters? Like, what are we, what are we doing? I don't want to waste my time. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And we, we, um, as a, as a family, as, as brothers and sisters and in this whole journey of following Jesus, um, you know, when someone like that is no longer around, it's just, yeah, it just creates a hole and you have to like address the hole, you know, that, that it causes. And, and, um, you don't know what to say. We were at their house yesterday and his, his four girls and his wife just crying and hugging and you have no words and there are no words. And we know a lot of people listening have gone through suffering and tragedy in the same regards. So we're going to do our, our, our best at trying to talk about it in a real sensitive and, but also real thoughtful manner as we jump into the one another here. Well, and Jeff, Jeff, I think there's uh, just encouragement if there's any family or friends listening. I think that it's okay, like in the Psalms, to to cry out and be like, "Why? I don't get it. it this makes no sense. What are you doing?" And yeah. and to feel that frustration and anger and sorrow and just mm-hmm. kind of weep and yell and shake our fist a little bit. Mm-hmm. God can handle that. And I certainly don't think God wants us to be an authentically mm-hmm. religious in our answers. I think he yeah. wants us to be genuine and raw mm-hmm. the same way that David was. And that's all right. And at the end of the day, we can go, you know what? I'm not, I'm not even believing right now. Help my unbelief. Yeah. Yep. And that that's a prayer that God hears <laughs> and he, and he's not against you or angry with you. He's actually empathetically present with you in your suffering. And I, I think that's an important word because we can be so theological in these times. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think we also yeah. just need to love, <laughs> love, love each other yeah. in these times. We were, we were talking about the boxes that we, shove things into our theological boxes and mike was just super patient with me about a half an hour ago saying screw the boxes what are you actually failing (laughs) Uh, so i love you brother but mike as as you as you just mentioned these moments cause us to wonder about our lives more deeply of course introspectively um what are we what are we doing with our time how are we really making the most of the minutes and the days that we do have so, Mike, is there is there a story as we kind of it's going to lean into Romans twelve, and we're not we haven't literally read it yet, and we'll we'll get there. But is there a story where you just from your week, Mike, your your life, your your you know um, little circles of influence there uh, around Philly? Do you have a story where someone's loving someone with some brotherly affection? Yeah, I got I got two that come to mind. One was just a huge encouragement yesterday via social media messenger a guy who I, I i don't know if you remember me telling the story jeff about a guy that was in our microchurch who um just greeted a neighbor and he had he had never talked to this neighbor but he felt inspired to show i i don't know just to say hi 
to the neighbor. And okay. out of that came a friendship with this Indian guy who later came to faith in Jesus. Well, he moved back to India and I got a message yesterday that he started a microchurch in India. <laughs> Pretty cool. And I just thought it it all it all began because a man said, I'm going to acknowledge a neighbor and turned into a friendship. And now there's a microchurch in India that came out of that. Found out about that yesterday. And I'm like, dude, this makes my day that's, really cool. That's amazing. This year, this year, Florida, next year, India. Let's go. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to, man. There's more of a movement happening in India than here. That's yeah. for sure. Um, and that, that, by the way, that, that makes me, um, we had forgotten at the very outset of this podcast to welcome people to go to creocollective.org backslash create and click on the Florida vacation. If we got two months, right. To get into there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We're, uh, we're getting close. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a hoot. Yeah. It's gonna um, be yeah. So the other thing, Jeff, is just, I, I think when, when we, see our we see churches friends that we share our lives with and our friends have needs we do something about it because we're brothers we're sisters we're family like i am i am my brother's keeper i am my sister's keeper like we look to, we look to each other's interests more than our own freaking interest right you just go your your issue is my issue and so we have um we have a girl in our micro church a single mom who has three kids who's struggling just to make rent and pay for the basics like week to week Work, working hard hours. The kids are at home alone for a few hours every day because she's not off work yet. And she just hustles hard, man, trying to make ends meet and can't really give Christmas, um, you know, gifts to her kids. She doesn't have the she doesn't have the funds for that. So what's what's cool this time of year is to turn around as a group and go, we got you. And so for the last several years, including this year, you got a bunch of people who threw in hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars Mm -hmm. so that not only do they can she throw a few gifts at the kids, but they got a full tree, man, like a bunch, (laughs) a bunch of crap that you don't need. Right. Yeah. That's when the presents. um look larger than the tree (laughs) (laughs) but i you know that's that's what it means it's one thing jeff if you have an organization with a benevolence fund that it comes from strangers to the kids it's another thing when you got a bunch of people that you share the table with every week and they're able to make sure that their friend and her kids have a wonderful time and laugh and giggle and play. And I, it's just going to, ch- it's going to change their day, man. Um, they're not going to look on social media and go, wish I wish I could give my kids something. All these other kids are opening stuff up. 
we we get to change those stories, right? And I think we have to. We have to change those stories for people. Absolutely. That's a great that's a great look into what that uh brotherly affection looks like. And and I'll just kind of jump in and you know, because I know people have their lunch hours and we gotta get <clears throat> kind of get through the um the text here just to kind of show Again, the one another is your story about about your friend with with the kiddos and buying some Christmas gifts, and then your other friend that uh, is in India um, doing what he can do to be generous with people around <clears throat> people around him. And and I'm just going to share this passage because you just highlighted those two stories, and I think with Jed's story with his kids and his wife, I deeply respect people who actually do things with their time that actually show real love and compassion and actually do the stuff not not just have the powerpoint or the the church presentation or theories but but they can look back on their day and like we have done stuff that models the love the brotherly love of jesus and so i'm just going to read the text here real quick for our people um and if you have you know in front of you it's in romans 12 and i'm just going to read this paragraph just kind of get it in the context but it says, let your love be genuine. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. And contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. I mean, what a better lead in to your stories, you know, than that, right? I mean, it's it's just amazing when, uh, and I was just kind of doing some research, that word there, love one another in verse 10, it's this word Philadelphia, your home city, it's brotherly love, right? <laughs> Paleo, baby, yeah. brotherly love. Yeah. And then, and then what, and they do, man, if you visit the city, you feel overwhelmed with just love. I'm I'm kidding, dude. (laughs) It's like super (laughs) sarcastic. Well, that's how family loves each other, right? They just, they're kind of like spicy and sporty towards each other. Stick your foot out and trip them (laughs) when they walk by. Well, it's funny, Mike, because the first word here, Philadelphia, and I just did a little, I'm just kind of a geek like this, but, um, the first word there is Philadelphia, but then Paul uses the for brotherly affection. He goes a step deeper. He uses the word Philistergos, which only happens once in the whole New Testament, and it actually means a tender family love. So he starts he starts with like the love of a brother in Philadelphia, and then he goes to Philostergos, which is like this deeper, tender family love. So it's kind of it's kind of like he's saying, you know, the you know the kind of love that you actually are showing to your family members, the actually the kids in your home, your wife, your spouse, the people actually living with you. That's the kind of love, the same kind of love that should exist in the church. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Hmm. So I just I just love that he takes it a step step deeper. And and then so my instance with Jed just again, um, reflecting on our friendship, um, there were several times over breakfast where he and I just shared this this affection, this this kind of brotherly affection. None of us had brothers, neither him or I had brothers. And I wish I had more of those times with Jed, to be honest. Um, 
he was, you know, he was so dialed in to his wife, his kids. Um, he showed that same kind of love in his, his counseling practice. Um, you know, people that had him as a counselor often said, you know, he feels like an older brother. It feels like an uncle that just listens and cares for me. And um, so I think, I think we got to get better at this whole showing each other this love as if you were a part of my own family like legit, like practical, like not just talking about it, but showing it to each other, right? And not just overlooking each other or... Yeah, Jeff, and and I think one of the keys to that is brotherly love is something where the filter comes off. Yeah, yeah. Like you feel free, like you're not saying the stuff you're supposed to say. You're just like free to rap with your brother <laughs> you can yeah. you can you can argue you can elbow you can you know just say inappropriate things because you feel a level of freedom with a with a person that is more than just an acquaintance right like you can just let it rip man like dude you can just say it with me you just say it you're cool you're you're safe here like that's a part of brotherly love. And I think sometimes we're like, oh, we're brothers and sisters in Christ and we love each other. But you're genuinely, you're walking on eggshells, dude. Yeah. You're not gonna, you're not gonna say what you're actually thinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> when it comes to the real thoughts of my mind, can I really trust you? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like you said, not not like so much, I hope you listen to this podcast and think we're trying to tell you to go out and do a bunch of stuff now with your your people. Oh, I got to I gotta go take them up for lunch. I got to go like buy them something. You know, no, no, no. What we're just saying, I think what Paul's saying is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it should be more of a quality kind of love. Like the love that you experience with each other in your church family and your brothers and sisters that are closest to you, it should feel like, you live together like you're the same family it should be more of a quality not not so much like doing more or quantity like 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 you just said like when we get together does it really feel like i could just say anything and they'll still love me and be there for me right yeah absolutely i mean it's less it's less of i gotta do these things and more of like what 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 do we want to do yeah right I mean, the, the question has more to do with our our desire to share experiences with each other or make a difference together where you go, what is possible? What 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 do we want to get into together? Right. Like right. that's more of the question, not like, well, because I am called to love him like a brother, I must do X, Y and Z. Right. It's more right. like, dude, we should go to that game together. Hey, there's this great cheesesteak joint that you haven't been to yet we gotta go like dude let's go what are you doing this week it's it's driven by a desire to share life with with people that we care about and yes. sometimes when when we're not there we just need to pray that god would change our hearts or increase our love or yeah. view yeah. people the way that god actually views them as yeah. as opposed to whatever Oh, right, yeah, and I even I even think about do I really see, do I really see, you know, like Jed or whoever it is, do I really see that person as my legitimate brother, like part of my family, or do I see that person as kind of an option? Um, it's an option to kind of have him in my life. Um, so who are those people that I want to so commit with that 
actually see them as a brother or a sister or an uncle or an auntie or a grandma or a grandpa. Um, I really think, and Jesus, I think, challenges us with this too. And he's like, who, who is my mother? Who is my brother? <laughs> Are they the ones doing my father's will with me? You know, like that closeness of relationship and quality of relationship. Hey, real, real quick, Mike, what's the what's the opposite of this? Like, how do we unknowingly, how are we unknowingly guilty of not being devoted to one another? What's, what's the, I don't know, what's the roadblocks, obstacles? What, how do we, how, what's the opposite of this? What are we, what are we doing to kind of like, um, kind of shoot ourselves in the foot here about, you know, actually showing, believing this about each other, this brotherly love, sisterly love. Jeff, the first thing that comes to mind is busy or rush. I, I, I don't think that the opposite of showing love is showing hate. I, I think the opposite is like, I just don't have time. Mm-hmm. Neglecting and, your family, basically. <laughs> it, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's, uh, man, I'm just so busy. I don't have time for this. Or um, whenever somebody's sort of checking their watch because you can sense that they, they got a role. I, like I got to go do something else that you come into my house, but you never take your jacket off. I think a part of like genuine love for someone as family is that you linger, that you waste time, that you like aren't keeping track of the clock, like hours roll by, you're relaxed, you're sprawled out on the floor, you got pillows, you're leaned up against the fireplace I, I think the element of loving each other like family means that like we waste time together. Yeah, that's and in the holiday season, this Christmas season, I mean, talk about a way to kick against the commercial consumeristic just BS of this whole season. Just, you know, who are the people I, I, I just want to linger with and just be with? And if it's a short list, it's a short list, right? It might just be one or two, but can we just mm-hmm. like be family and make a cup of hot cocoa and just forget all of the Christmas concerts and Santa is here for this parade. Santa is there for that parade. Just remove some of those things out of your calendar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and who can I just have a hot cocoa with and just chill with and laugh with. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, life's too short to look at people as as if like hey we are meeting from seven to eight doing x and that's it instead if if you have an image of we're cooking together we're doing dishes together we're reclining around the living room floor together we're hearing each other's stories we're laughing we're eating we're crying like that's the image of what it means to have brotherly love kind of relationships for people that we view not as parishioners, but family. Yeah, absolutely. Are there, are there, um, as we kind of wrap up here, Mike, are there some, uh, uh, are there some things happening around Creo kind of drawing out the, the bigger picture um, that you think reflect these principles of brotherly affection family family relationship what's how does how does creo kind of what's what's kind of creo's um passion or attempt to model this as a bigger network because that's a challenge with 300 400 people that are trying to do relationships together 
Yeah, man, I got a text a few weeks ago from someone who said, I just love like it's working. I can't believe it's working. I've got people hanging out in a circle around a fire, sharing hearts and stories, what we talk about works. And so I, I think there's that element. I think the way that we have intentionally said, we don't just want to put on a conference. We want a vacation. Like let's hang out together. And so we got that coming up. I think this Friday, Creo East cruise getting together for lunch at Chicky and Pete's in Philly. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to hang out, have some food, drink some beers, hear some stories, collaborate on how we want to build together for the future. But I, I think that type of stuff, man, is uh, less indicative of we got this mm-hmm. organization we're trying to manage and more like we're sharing the journey and we're friends. Yeah, And I, I think it's there. I think it could be better. It can always be better. I think it could uh, permeate the, the movement as a whole even more. But man, I, I definitely hear stories. And from my vantage point, I see that a lot of that is present and it's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll just kind of end with the whole idea with, with our brother, Jed, um, we, we started a coaching kind of a relationship for a, for a few years. This is three years ago now. And, um, the brotherly love that we experienced just because he was a part of some of our coaching that we do, um, those conversations went really deep, really fast. And so I'm not going to turn into a cheesy advertisement for coaching, (laughs) but I know like we, if anybody's listening that wants friendship, that just wants simple friendship that dream together, believe in each other, want to work out our crazy creative ideas and inspirations and see if anything sticks. Um, I know you, Mike, and our team, um, not just connecting with each other on Wednesdays, but we want to coach and walk walk um, alongside people, right, in their real lives, uh, whether it's personal coaching, ministry ideas, um, that coaching becomes really, really the, I would say, the, uh, the closest aspect that we have, probably, to developing real brotherly affection with each other across our network. Or how would you yeah, man, that? and 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 not to, not to be crass or anything, but I I think to be real, uh, I I think there's a level that goes beyond we're we're just being strategic for the sake of growth and advancing our localized organization, so we can feel like we're doing a good job. I I have found that in our tribe, there are guys that have opened up to me about pornography addiction about erectile dysfunction, about bowel issues, you know, about arguments with their spouses, whatever. And so there's this level of, we can talk to each other. We, we, we know that we love each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's beautiful, man. Like when, when you have a culture like that, where it doesn't just feel like all we're talking about is strategy and, you know, making our thing work, but <laughs> corporations more than that. that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I know yeah. like Melody Warren, the, the, our friend on our team, that's female, even like coaching that she does. And oh my goodness, we, we just love building these relationships. So in she's honor a gem. Of, she's yeah, amazing. She's, in honor of Jed and his family. And we'll kind of wrap it up with this Advent prayer. Um, we want people to connect with us. We want people to 
if, if you want a friend just to walk alongside in honor of Jed, um, that coaching relationship we had for three years, we would love, we would love to show you what we, we feel brotherly affection, um, family, real family love, family connection, family relationship looks like, even if you feel alone or, or like no one understands you or no one really gets your crazy entrepreneurial ideas. Um, that time with Jed was so special in these last three years. So in honor of him, we just want to be able to read this um, Advent prayer. If you have, haven't been able to have some time to reflect yet, um, here's a, just a simple, simple prayer as we begin Advent together this month. Our all-powerful God, our Father, you increase our strength of will for doing good that Jesus may find an eager welcome at his coming when he comes again and then calls us to his side in his kingdom of heaven where he lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit as one God forever and ever. And Father, we look as hopeful brothers and sisters, part of your family, to you, our Father. And we wait eagerly you're coming, Lord Jesus. Amen. Mike, as we wrap it up here, brother, thank you so much for your time. Um, you want to give our people just a way, the easiest way to connect with us, or should I do that? Or Go for it, man. Tell them. Okay. Tell them where to find us. Tell them where to find us. Okay. You know me. I, I like doing that kind of stuff. Um, so if, if you need a website, it's an easy website, just it connects you to our Wednesday calls where we can have conversations, webinars, connects you to coaching, it connects you to the Florida vacation, everything. It's uh, uh, creolcollective.org backslash create, creolcollective.org backslash create. You can get our YouTube and our podcast and our blog and really good Advent blog, right? This last week, people can click on and we are just excited to be able to meet with you. If you're feeling alone or lonely or need someone to come alongside in brotherly, sisterly affection, we want to be there for you as you create together with Jesus wherever you live and work and play. So Mike, thanks, man. Yeah, thank, thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. I'm glad, I'm glad we are brothers. Yes, me likewise, brother. It's so good to be a friend with you. Love to our listeners. Have a wonderful Advent and Christmas season.